welcome to the CrossFit Oakland podcast. In this episode, Mike and Ben delve into how we're going to keep you fit without a barbell. How we're going to keep you fit outside of the gym. How we plan to transform a challenging time into a great blessing. And yes, these are tough times, but you all are very tough and strong people. And we know support this community can give you. So we're excited to share our thoughts, what we're planning with programming, how we're going to get odd objects in your life, and how it's going to make you a stronger, better, healthier person throughout all of this. We love you. We hope you're taking care of yourself. And we'll see you around. Take care and go listen to this episode. Welcome, everyone. It's been a while. This is the world's greatest CrossFit Oakland podcast, and we're doing this while the SIP order is in place. We're about a little over a week in, and Ben and I are actually not even in the same room, and we're kind of piloting this uh, remote podcast, so bear with us as we figure this stuff out, and apologies if the sound quality isn't up to its normal standard, but the most important thing to do is get together and uh keep connected with you guys. So our topic today is going to be um, kind of thinking about how we should approach our fitness while this SIP order is in place. Most of us are staying, have the stay at home uh, provision going on and we've been rolling out workouts to you guys for the past week and it's been quite a change. And we're fully aware of that. But we want to give you some ways to think about how to keep it going while this is going on. Uh, ben, what do you think here? So, yeah, I think since we've been – the gym's been shut down for a week. Worlds have been tossed upside down. Um, I think Robin and I, in almost every conversation, we go, okay, this is the new normal. <laughs> and so it. I, what I have been impressed with in the last week is the amount of community and work – that I've seen throughout CrossFit Oakland, throughout other pieces. Um, and what it re- helped me recognize real quick was, okay, everybody's going to be all right. And when we start to realize that and start to think, okay, we'll make this through, we'll get through the chaos and the struggle and yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's tough. The biggest thing is we are still there for one another. And like, I think that's, what's going to keep us mentally fit mentally strong and also physically fit and physically strong. And even though like someone like me, who's absolutely in love with the barbell after about an hour or two hours on Monday evening, I really very quickly realized, Oh wait, this is actually going to be really, really good for me no matter how long I have to shelter in place. And so I think what we're going to talk, Mike is actually going to really help people. One, get the confidence in themselves that they can stay as fit, still can work towards their goals. And two, like, yes, that barbell is something we all love and cherish and want to be on, but there are other ways to still chase those same feelings, still work out the stress of the day, still get out of your head and out of the chaos and back into your body, sweating and breathing heavy and getting those feelings that we we think about when we go to the heavy barbell and forget everything in the world. 
Um, I know from just this last week, I've done that a couple times with some very light objects <laughs> that really got me. So I think it's going to be, I think we can talk a lot of things here and it's going to be a good episode for us. Absolutely. And I think you touched on the, the key thing and that, that is the community. I mean, it get, community gets thrown around as such lip service, almost like a cliche, but what you guys need to realize is that we are here for you and that you all are there for one another as well. That's been the great thing to see um, in our Zoom classes so far. We're still really connecting and that connection part has changed. We can't do the face to face, but it's vital. It's imperative. Guys, talk on the phone, check in with one another uh, check in with people you care about every day. And for those of you in the gym, you want to make sure that you guys are working out with one another in some form or fashion. Okay. <clears throat> so with the working out piece in mind, um, we want to bring it back to the very essence of these workouts. And that's kind of the overriding question. What's the goal? Okay. The goal for most of you really shouldn't have changed. Uh, ben likes to use this phrase, the utopian grandparent. You want to talk about that a little bit, Ben? Yeah. So um, it's kind of a, a mixed bag of things, but what I think about or what I, it's, it's my goal. And I've had this conversation with a lot of clients. Most of us don't have a competition show, like massive event in the near future. Most of us are looking at our lives going, I want to be the grandparent that is so cool to my grandkids in 50, 60 years from now that they're excited to see me every day. I can do everything with them. I can function. I can help. I'm healthy. I look good. Like all those pieces, parts lead to this longer term goal for most of us rather than the short term goal. So now we all have short term goals. We all have, you know, we're all chasing numbers in the gym. We're all chasing numbers on the scale. But I think when we start to translate them and ask the whys and ask the reasonings down the pipeline, we all start to realize like we want to be more confident in who we are. We want to be that person for a much longer period of time. And we want to live the healthiest, happiest, you know, prosperous life that we can. And in my mind, I picture, I picture the, the perfect me as the perfect granddad. So the granddad that can chase all the kids around, the granddad that's still throwing kids around, the granddad that has all the funny, crazy stories from the time in which he had to spend however many weeks sheltering in place because a crazy virus was going all around. You know, like we're all going to get those stories if we are fit and healthy and able to do the things we want to do in our lives. And I think when we start to translate our simple goals into big goals like that, I think it starts to help people really get that picture. Um, and I think that's where we get a lot of our, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to, I want to back squat 200 pounds. I want to, I want to deadlift 500 pounds. I think that's where those goals translate into numbers in the gym. So I, Yeah, but this is also a good time to kind of to not discourage that mindset because that's an important mindset, but to really ask why is it that you want whatever a 500-pound deadlift. It, let's say you have like a 450-pound deadlift. Is it really going to be more important to get that 500-pound deadlift than it is to – train these other qualities and stuff like that. It's really important to ask why you're going for those numbers. Sometimes people just go for numbers because uh, it's an easy and convenient goal. But what's your real purpose? And, and that's, that's honestly, now let's be honest, this is not, I wouldn't wish 
this on anyone, but this is a real chance for you guys to um, contemplate, to engage in some introspection, to think about the bigger picture, okay? And the gym, for most of you, I know most of you, I've known most of you since the first day you walked in the gym, most of you didn't come in here wanting to pull a 500-pound deadlift. Some of you didn't even know what a, a deadlift was. And gosh, they're fun. I, I can understand why you might get excited by that. But you came in here for some other reason. And sometimes, you know, the old saying, we lose the forest for the trees. Sometimes we, um, we forget that initial reason. And that initial reason is usually something much more health-related and more holistic-related. And never before has our health been more important than it is now. So important to remember that what you're training for, usually if you're looking at it from just a numbers perspective, it's going to fall short. And that quality of life sometimes will be worse when you chase after numbers. So that's just an important side note here. Okay, um, what, we, what we always do, whether we're in the gym or not, is we want to emphasize moving better, okay? And that doesn't change whether you're using a barbell, your own body weight, whether like me, you've created this backpack full of bricks that's super unwieldy and unpleasant. It's always about a challenge to move better. So no matter what the workout is and what we're doing, there's always that focus. Yeah, Mike, I think that's what's so cool about this time period is – I don't think I've walked through a class and I know I've not walked through my own workouts or my own video reviews and gone, that was the most perfect movement I've ever seen in my life. You never need to do that again or never practice that again because you've perfected it and it will never get any better. You know, so I think that's what's cool now is we can hone in and work and focus on that stuff because we don't have loads and because we don't have a bunch of barbells to chase and things to chase. It's now... Can I physically make my perfect movement better? I mean, what's the Glassman quote? Do the common uncommonly well. Maybe it's not him, but I mean, there's iterations to that. No, that's him. That's yeah. him? Okay. Um, yeah. and, and I think that that quote rings true right now really hard because I'm like, I, I watched, we did uh, one and a quarter squats with a pause the other day and people were holding um, laundry detergent things half full laundry turns and they were looking at me like they had just came out of a heavy one rep back squat <laughs> and i was like exactly you beat, you beat me to it ben i was just gonna say that and guess what guys i talked to everyone and they're all sore and it's not because it was an excessive amount of volume but it's because this is the cool thing you're actually engaging your muscles in a different way than what you were so you're increasing your overall fitness but um go ahead ben you can continue i just wanted to no, underscore that, that point that was what's so cool because i think when when we don't have a barbell pulling our focus and we're now focusing on the inner pieces parts while it sometimes bothers us in our head it also allows us like i know for me i start to feel when i hip shift i start to feel when something's not pushing right and it helps me connect my head to something else and go, oh, fire right there. And when the load's on me, I, I lose that focus. But now I know in the next chunk of time here, while I don't have a barbell on my back, I'm going to get really good at making sure both things are driving, both legs are driving, both arms are driving. How am I stabilizing through my core and finding and figuring out, oh, 
This is how I do things that I haven't done in a long time, let alone now I'm going to be able to hold tempos and different things that we don't normally do because we are focused on, we know that that challenge of the barbell creates adaptation and load through load. But we also know that if I hold something out way away from my body for an hour, my arm's going to hurt. So now we can get creative with that and get really fun with what's going to go on there. So I think that's exactly. Going to Ooh, go ahead, Mike. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish. And that's exactly what's going to help us grow in this time period and, and get stronger and get ready for the barbell and, and be moving and strong and happy through all of this. Absolutely. And we actually, this is nothing new, by the way. Even when we're in the gym, we always are encouraging people to kind of, okay, you've gotten that PR, but you were like shifting weight all over the place. And we want you to back off now and kind of rebuild. And this is doesn't change in now that we're out of the gym. It's actually a better opportunity because now maybe you guys will listen to us because – uh, be, because you don't have a barbell and you're not chasing that 200 pound back squat or whatever your number is, your, um, your unicorn that you're chasing. So, um, it is it, for us as coaches, it's nothing different. I'm, I'm laughing right now, Mike, cause I can think of a certain client and I'm sure you can think of him too. We won't say his name, but he, he has some famous, uh, relatives that um, remind him or ask the uh, question to him, don't go so heavy. <laughs> and so you and I have numerous times told him, don't go so heavy. And he, he makes a choice, but he always comes back to us and goes, yeah, I should have stayed a little bit lighter and perfected this. So he's going to be one of these people that comes out of this. And actually when we get back on the barbell is going to be way stronger because now he's, now he doesn't have the weights there to chase. He, he, he got him taken from him, which we we never we kindly never do for him. He's got him taken away because of a virus. So it's kind of like that blessing right there of, well, now we finally get to work on what we really wanted to work on all along. So I think, I think exactly. that's going to be fun. Uh, so Mike, you, so, go ahead. So Mike, you mentioned ahead, odd objects, right? And you mentioned your backpack full of bricks. Um, I think this is where too, we can, we can not forget, like, that doesn't mean we're not going to go heavy. Um, I think, I don't know what, what did your backpack weigh today? My backpack was like somewhere around 40 to 50 pounds, which doesn't sound like a lot when it's in a backpack, but it is super unwieldy. I have some videos of this that I'm going to be, um, posting, uh, later. And you guys will see this by the time the podcast comes out. It is hard work. Um, the the total I'll, I'll use a geeky the total metabolic cost of doing workouts with these odd objects compared to um, compared to the standard barbell or dumbbell counterpart is way greater. There's an additional grip component. There's all kinds of stuff that makes it way more taxing and. Um, and it gets heavier than an equivalent weight, obviously, for a dumbbell or a barbell very quickly. Um, and if we're talking about strength, too, sure, not 40 or 50 pounds. But if we're talking about a conditioning effect, that's going to be great. 
And uh, the big thing is there are still opportunities for strength gain and for power development too. Um, for strength gain, we can just go body weight, um, push-ups, pull-ups, whatever it is all day, and you can make those way harder. You can reduce leverages. The other part that people are, are going to be surprised at, I've heard from a few people who've done this, is they're getting back into sprinting, short bursts. And when I mean sprint, I'm talking like a 10 to 20 second effort. It's something that is an all-out effort. It's repeated. It's going to be similar to those back squat waves that we did like every two minutes. And it's a different end of the the the, the uh, power velocity curve, the power curve I'll just use briefly. But it's a totally potent method of training and we've been doing some hill sprints too and those are great they're a little bit safer than sprints um if you don't have a lot of experience with that yeah uh, so i'll also add mike i still am going heavy um testing something for next week what did i i did 140 pound um split squat which i don't know if i've ever done that and that was a very odd object two odd objects combined to create that um and so where like the folks that love to go heavy, it's, it's kind of cool because now you can very quickly go heavy and do that. Um, I'm, I've been demoing some things like that. So I have, I have that from the split squat, but I also know like I've been demoing some things with a cooler and I forgot how heavy a cooler filled with um, cans of beer, water, and ice can be. So I think, I think the cooler I had that I was carrying the other day was 60 pounds or something like that so it doesn't sound heavy but walk 100 yards with it like you do a farmer's carry and you're like oh this is a lot heavier than i thought so i think i think that's what's going to be cool for those folks that are like ben i love heavy i love heavy i love heavy it's going to be great you're going to find a whole new version of heavy that you never thought you'd have to deal with and i think that's going to apply really quickly to people's lives in a bunch of different ways for sure. Um, and For then sure. to your example of light loads and conditioning, uh, I did a workout today with a 40-pound sandbag. Now, 40 pounds for me in the movements we were doing where it was ground overhead, it was step-ups and thrusters. That's a really light load for me. Um, you know, Some people are like, oh, that's heavy. For me, that, that's, gosh, I, I'd say well below 30% of my max or something like that. So... Moving it today, I, I stopped at the end of the workout and I went, my hands hurt so bad right now because of the weird grip and pinch that I had to have on the sandbag just to control it. I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to help my grip <laughs> a whole new level because I, I can grip a barbell really solidly and it's real stable. But now when I have the shifting of the sand and the pinching of my hands, um, boom, now it's getting really crazy and really fun, which is really cool to see. I also just really like the... I'm a big variation guy. I think that um, movement patterns, like too many people do the same movement pattern over and over. And just, and you'll, we, we both did this workout today. You'll appreciate it. I love that um, ground to overhead. It's, it's kind of like a devil's press, but with like wide hands. And it was very, I had to go wider stance too because my backpack is really long and that was the part that was on the floor. It's just a, a variation and it makes it fun. And it makes it brutal because it is different. I'm sure I'll be sore in like a different way tomorrow because of the adaptation that needs to occur to that different stimulus. So for me, it's been really fun. And it's been as miserable or 
more miserable in many ways in terms of the breathing. I was breathing so much harder. And normally this workout had a bunch of 200s. And normally that's going to be a good thing for me. But I was just shuffling at the end. I was so taxed. It's been, for me, it's been a great thing. It's been a great couple of weeks of training. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that same boat. Yeah, I think I think along those lines of changing the norm and finding new stimuluses, I think what's going to be cool is um, we get to be far more creative with the conditioning pieces now. So, you know, like everyone's going to go, oh, we're only going to run. And I'm like, no, not quite. I think we get trapped in the, bot, in the gym with running, rowing, and biking. Well, very few of us have a bike. Very few of us have um, a rower. Most of us can run, but some of us can't. And now it's been fun <laughs> as people laugh at me in the videos. I'm like, go try some of these weird different things, um, that we're doing right now. So I, I'm going to do a workout pretty soon here. If I can find the right set of stairs back running or walking backwards up, the, up and down the stairs the whole time. So, and I know what that's going to do to my legs, but things like that where now we've shifted completely from our norm of biking, running, rowing, and to these weird carries, weird walks, stepping, laterally moving, backwards moving. It's going to create this adaptation and change that, you, that quite honestly, we need to then roll back into our regular programming. Um, Absolutely. That's <laughs> kind of like the dirty little secret is that you and I have been talking about this for a while. And we've wanted to take... Now, let's not go into panic mode. When we get back in the gym, we'll be using a barbell, everyone. Don't worry. But we've wanted to we've wanted to do stuff like this for a while. And it's just – this has helped, helped nudge us in this direction anyway. And then so it's actually helping us because now you guys will become more familiar with this stuff. And you'll get a chance to train and practice these variations, these odd object movements, so that when we come into the gym – will have already kind of moved along the learning curve and it'll actually make our lives as coaches and programmers a little bit easier because we're, um, we're going through the learning process right now. So I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to this ending for a number of reasons, but I'm looking forward to keeping pieces of this in the programming. Yeah. And, and, it, and I'm actually not upset with the programming as it is. We could go on for this sip order, but let's be honest we all love gyms too so that, that'll be nice to that back well and, and let's be honest nobody likes the bike <laughs> so now the fact exactly. that you know that the peace of mind you know every time you go to work out in this sip order there's going to be no assault bike you can breathe a little lighter like it's a good exactly. thing like, I, I am very happy to know that i will not have to do the three minute bike test while we shelter in place <laughs> That's right. So I'm, I'm, I'll be ecstatic about that. Now, what I fear is when it's the three-minute hill run test or something like that, that'll, that'll make me wish I was on the bike. So Three-minute hill, hill sprint repeats. Oh, oh. The, and the other funny thing about this, and this, this, this is a shout-out to um, some 6 Amers, and I'll say them, is Mike Sellers and Tommy, uh, Tommy Rand. Uh, those guys make fun of me all the time because they're like, Crossfitters never run. Crossfitters never run. It's <laughs> they they now have their wish is we will definitely be running right. every week, <laughs> probably a little bit more than that. 
and it's going to be great. But as we talked and I've talked, there's a lot of creative ways that now we can scale running for folks. And it's going to be really cool to see folks who normally are like, oh, I'll just go to the bike. I'll just go to the rower because we're in class and they're just moving quick. Um, they'll now be able to go, oh, no, I can do I can do a farmer's carry. I can do a sideways shuffle. I can do this lateral step over thing. I can do these things that now I get the similar stimulus or the same forward and back motion of a run that I don't get on the rower or the bike. So, yeah. I think a lot of people. I was having that. that. Yeah, I was having the very same conversation with a client. We did kind of like a huddle after the Zoom class last night, and she had never—I can't say never—but she hasn't run in forever. And she did like kind of like a uh, like a high intensity walk, and it's really I was trying to encourage her to like you can do that even when the gym opens up or you can go farmers walk there's so i was so pleased to see her doing this cuz in the 5 years she's been training she has never she's always subbed or run a row or a bike for that so it was those are the kinds of things that make me excited about this current situation yeah and i think another thing along those lines is um we when we talk about conditioning and health one of the biggest things that you can do for all of that, I mean, there's a ton of research on this, is going for the long walk. I mean, there's a lot of exactly. really smart guys that are really good strength coaches and gals. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of advice of, hey, go for a 90-minute walk. Go for a 90-minute walk uphill. And there's all sorts of research that shows that is one of the best ways to build strength and gain conditioning without beating yourself up. And so I think what's going to be awesome is now that we're all sheltered in place and the only way to escape is on a trail um, with applying with the proper social distances, I think we're going to see people come back with much better conditioning because they've spent the time walking outside, let alone what it's going to do for mental and all that stuff too. Yeah, my goal is that like people engage in restorative activities and that they come back to the gym. I'm an example. My elbow was a little was uh, bugging me before the sip order, and now I've been able to spend lots of time. And it's going to be when I come back, it's going to be uh, well, I would say bulletproof. I don't want to oversell it, but it's going to be in a great place. And I hope that people with like who are dealing with maybe knees or back or shoulder issues that they come back ready to roll and um that would be my my biggest goal is that people get some time to take care of the restorative things the sleep and that they get time to take care of their joints and i think this is a perfect opportunity if you're and also if you're someone this is just a side point if you're someone who always comes in the gym like and i'm not talking about muscle sore that's a side point you shouldn't always be muscle sore but um, if it happens every once in a while, it's all right. But if your joints are chronically hurting, I have to ask what, like, what's the re like, is it worth it? I mean, please people listen to your joints, listen to your body. And if you're one of those people take care of it now, this is a perfect opportunity to do so. Um, it's not normal to have, it's a normal biological response for joints to get sore because they're responding to a stimulus that, they don't like, but it's not normal to have that chronically. So 
take care of that stuff and hit us up, hit us up. We can help you. We're putting some video content out about it, but we can help you for this. This is what we're here for. Yeah. I think there's, there's two sides to this now, and this is also going to get rolled directly into what we're doing. There's the recovery aspect that you're talking about, Mike. And I mean the recovery aspect outside of the gym. There's also the prehab aspect that you're, you just mentioned there with joints and things like that. So for recovery, what's cool now is most of our clients got half hour to an hour to two hours back in their day uh, because now they're not driving into work. They're not commuting exactly. to the valley. They're not, you know, I, some of the commutes I hear from folks, I feel so bad for. And I'm like, goodness gracious, how can I help you? What can I do? And I'm going to laugh that in you know, a couple weeks from now, the back pain that is chronic on them is gone. You know, and, and, exactly. it's, and it's partially because they're not sitting on a bus, sitting on a shuttle. It's partially because maybe now they can sneak in that extra hour of sleep. I mean, it, I'm emailing my six amers today. It was kind of funny and really, really reassuring to me was, hey, man, I'm finally getting to catch up on the sleep you always talk to me about. And it's like, that's really cool. Because I think what's going to happen is now physically, mentally, emotionally, they're going to be better people um, and be better able to train. So that recovery is going to be massive, a massive advantage of the shelter in place. And then hopefully now that when we come out of this, they're going to be able to apply all of that. They're going to be able to go, oh, this is why I need to sleep eight hours. This is why I need to prioritize my sleep and prioritize some of the things in my life so that it makes everything else better. Um, and I think that's going to be really cool for folks when they start to figure that out and it starts to click. The other side of this um, is now that you're at home, you're going to cook at home. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not going to have to be in an office cafeteria trying to figure out and scramble to eat what you need to eat and all of that stuff. You're going to, you're going to be at home. And so you're going to learn new nutritional tactics. You're going to learn new ways to cook food. You're going to learn which restaurants give you better takeout and stuff like that. And you're going to have the time to sit and eat and not be in meeting X, meeting Y. I know those things will still happen, but now it'll be a little less, hopefully. I mean, I've enjoy I enjoyed the last week. I didn't have to eat out of a Tupperware for all of my breakfast last week. It was... Oh, I get to make eggs and put them on a plate, not put them in a Tupperware and run to the gym. So it was, it's, I hope the same happens for a lot of folks and that will help them actually recover from the lives that we've been living, um, for a while now. Yeah, it's a great, yeah, it's a great opportunity to do that, to take stock of what's important, all that stuff that we've already been discussing. Uh, so uh, I think, I think we're at a good place here. Before we um, sign off, though, I just want to remind you guys, I'm going to be like a broken record. We're here to help. We want to help. We want to coach. If you guys, um, the first step, guys, please participate in the Zoom classes we're offering. They're at 6 a.m. noon and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. We're rolling out a couple weekend, a Saturday class and a Sunday class this week. And we're also considering other class times throughout the day. So that'd be step one. Step two, let's say the Zoom classes don't work for you or you're looking for a little bit more, hit us up. Send us an email at info across with, uh, Oakland .com. 
We're, we'll be happy to provide you with some programming. We'll be happy to give you some guidance. Again, that's what we're here for. We're coaches. We're coaches. Um, we, we care about the three C's, coaching, connecting, and caring, okay? I just said we care about caring. That's kind of funny. But anyway, th- that's what we're all about. Ben, do you have any other final thoughts before we sign off? Uh, the only thing I have is we're here for you guys. Like, we're we're going to be here. We're here when you need us. We're here in the chaos. Like, text me, call me, email me. I'm slow right now. I have a bunch of unread messages. Mike is taking some of my stuff to help me uh, because I want to keep the funny videos coming. But if it is something, you, yes, I gotta fill the sleeves. If it is something you really need help with, and, and I promise you we can probably help with more than you think, um, let us know. Even if it means, hey, Ben, can you deliver this meal to me on this day? Probably can. Just let me know. <laughs> We're here for you. And I, I want you all to remember that as we go forward and as we move through this. Like, it, Just because I don't see you every day or don't, don't have that conversation with you after class doesn't mean I don't still care about you. Doesn't mean I, you can't pick up the phone and call me. I've had a couple clients reach out and I'm like, hey, yeah, we're still doing the check-ins. We're still doing the things like just because we got put in one place doesn't mean we stopped coaching. Um, And so I'm here. And even if it means you want me to dance in front of the camera so that your kids are entertained for a half hour while you cook dinner, just let me know. That can be a check-in. I just don't hope you can't record it. (laughs) So. Perfect. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, We will be in touch soon again. We're going to have actually a town hall meeting just a couple days after this podcast. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.